0: Me name Junior gang me tellin' you, youngest veteran. Me tellin' you, me name Junior Kang, me tellin' you, youngest veteran. I man say excuse me for a moment for an introduction. First one for me mama but me two parlor sun like some fruit in juice season. Saw so Junior come, me there 'round with some music, from me let me
1: young. Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, once again coming to you from the lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, respect to the First Nations people of these lands now known as Australia, but which were never ceded. This episode features one of the biggest names in contemporary reggae music, back when he wasn't quite as huge as he is now, but obviously still huge enough to win the Reggae Grammy Award. Damien Marley, son of the great Bob Marley of course, This is one of those throwbacks to the days of international phone calls, back when there was a delay on the line, which often means a bit of silence after each question, and a lot of talking over each other accidentally. The sound drops out a bit in this one too, but it's not too bad overall. The beeps were caused by the recording setup at the radio station I was using, and they were a legal requirement at the time, so that parties on the other end would always know they were being recorded. I was pretty young back in these days, and obviously a huge fanboy. It really was an honour, and super exciting for me to speak to Damien back then. Let's get into it. Jesse I interviews Damien Marley via telephone back in 2002.
0: Here we go. My big ego is gonna get me in trouble trying to play hero. My jeans can't die like my of Speedo. We're play playing for La Fashion when we lead out. Now looky here. My big idea is gonna get me in trouble now amongst my peers, But have no fear. No father
2: cry. Tears. They're just my all right, Damien, can you still hear me? Yes. All right, wicked, wicked. Yeah, There's been a few problems at this end. They've just they've just recarpeted this whole studio, so I've just been trying to make sure it's all back in order. It hasn't been tested right. or anything, but I've got it working now, so it's all good. But um, I yeah, i got to say right off the start, before we get into it, Damien, i got to say it's a huge honor to speak to you, man. we got nothing but 100% respect for you down here in Australia. Um, Everyone give thanks. Yeah, yeah, every time, man. Um, so yeah, so I do a radio show here called Chant Down Babylon. It's, um, the only real reggae show in Melbourne, you know, a city as big as Melbourne, but reggae is still small, but, you know, it is growing, but so, um, and we just try and try and stick to conscious music and conscious lyrics every time. And, uh, yeah, wicked. So I'm just going to record this, um, as if it's going to air and then I'll play it in, uh, in a week or two's time after I promote it. So if you just bear with me, I'm just going to read a quick intro here for the radio. With me right now, I have a man with a very big name and a very big sound to match, the youngest veteran, Damien Junior Gong Marley. Thanks for joining me here on Chant Down Babylon. Yeah,
0: man, respect. You know, Rastafari, right. thanks for
2: having me. All right. I always like to start at the beginning, Damien. And uh, for you, it's been an interesting life from the start. I mean, uh, your father was Bob Marley, of course, and your mother is Cindy Breakspeare, I believe. Sure. Yeah, what was it like growing up with such amazing parents? Well, for
0: me, it was very natural, you know what I mean? Um, you know, my mother makes sure that school comes first before everything and growing up. You know, in my mother's household, it was just very natural and very normal, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't starstruck at all, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. Well, well, what's it been like growing up with the Mali name?
0: Well, you know, again, like I said, natural, because at first, you know, growing up, a lot of people wouldn't really recognize who we are, you know what I mean? It's only since really... I'm um, getting involved in the music in a prof- on a professional level that people have started recognizing us out in the public and what have you. Right. You know I mean, so growing up for me was really normal, you know?
2: Right, right. Well, um, you must not have been all that old when Bob passed on. Uh, how much can you remember from your early childhood?
0: Yeah, man, we have, you know, we have memories and then we have a whole of elders who help us remember, yeah. Right. So bigger brothers who are there and you know, a lot of my father's friends also. So, you know, we have a whole of memories.
2: Right. Whereabouts did you spend most of your your time growing up as a youth?
0: In Kingston, Jamaica. In Kingston, Jamaica. You know,
2: I grew up in, in my mom's house. And right, and so she she uh, she always lived in Kingston. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it seems like um, all of the Mali family have been immersed in music from day one. Um, when did you actually start getting really serious about your own music?
0: Well, um, yeah, like I say, you know, from day one. You know, what I mean, cause. I started out doing like you know little performances in my aunt's living room whenever she'd have guests over. You know what I mean? Our entertaining guests would always perform for our guests in our living room. You know what I mean? Right. So music was always a part of me from you know what I mean the very beginning. You know.
2: Wicked. Well, um, unlike unlike your brothers Ziggy and Stephen, your performing style is more DJing rather than singing. It seems. So what what drew you to this sort of delivery?
0: Well, really, just because in the era that I grew up in, dancehall was like you know what I mean. Prominent, you know what I mean, on the rise, you know? Yeah. Growing up, I really listened to a whole lot of dancehall music, DJ music, you know? So that influenced that influence some in my music, you
2: know? Right. Yeah. So I, I understand that uh, you're a member of the Ghetto Utes crew. Can you tell us a little about the crew and who else is in that?
0: Well, the Ghetto Utes crew is really everybody who's involved in the Ghetto Utes label, you know what I mean? Namely, that would be Steve, Julian, myself, Dadigan, Sly, um, whatever you name, Al Panchos, whatever you name, Wadada. Mr. Cheeks from the last boys is also heavily involved, you know what I mean? So, yep. those are like a family, you know? Right. We have producers like David Cole, you know what I mean, and Steve again also, you know? So
2: yeah. Yeah. Seen. And you've, you've done a lot of work with Yami Bolo as well. I know he's had a he's had a long career as a solo artist. How did you come to start working with Yami Bolo?
0: Yeah, well, we've known Yami Bolo for years, you know what I mean? As a Rasta and, you know what I mean, as a, a friend of the family, you know? Yeah. So he really is around us every day on a day-to-day basis when we're in Jamaica. You know what I mean? So it's only natural that we're involved musically also.
2: You know? Right. Well, of course, you, you've just won the Grammy Award for the best reggae album in two thousand and one for the the Wicked album Halfway Tree. Uh, it must be great yeah. to see. It must be great to see your work recognised like that in in the mainstream.
0: Yeah, man, it's a privilege and honour. You know, yeah, man, we give thanks. Mm.
2: I know that Bob was. I know Bob was always very keen to to reach the African American market with his music. Do Do you feel that this album has managed to do that?
0: Well, um, yeah, it has managed to reach to the to the urban market. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, um, it does. You know, it's very successful in Jamaica and in the underground scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it is just something that the family has has for for a long time. You know what I mean, so, definitely.
2: Right. Well, there's quite a few songs on the album that have rhythms that are um, sort of closer to hip-hop and R&B than reggae in some tracks, and there's quite a few hip-hop artists featured as well. Did you did you make a conscious decision to try and break into the hip-hop market?
0: Well, um, yes and no in terms of, I mean, we listen to hip-hop music, and we're fans of hip-hop music, you know what I mean? Right. So it only really is really natural for us to be, you know, what I mean, involved
2: in that music genre. You know, what I mean. Sure. Yeah, we, you know, we really, honestly love hip hop, you know. So. You know? Seen. Well, um, one of, one of the tracks from the album, Still Searching, I know, was originally released as a seven-inch pre-release and then went to number one in Jamaica, and it's been at been at number one for quite a while. It must be great to bust in the yard as well as in the U.S. Yeah, man, you
0: know, it great to know that. Home is really
2: accepting us that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you been playing much in Jamaica, you know, since this album and uh, through time?
0: Yeah, I've done a couple shows in Jamaica since the album. You know what I mean? Maybe
2: about five, six shows. Right. Yeah. It seems to me that... no no disrespect to, to Ziggy and uh, the other brothers, but it seems that you're more in touch with what's going on in Jamaica right now than uh, than Ziggy might be. Uh, why, why do you think that is? Is that because you've spent more time in Kingston? or? Uh,
0: um, no, not really. I mean, you know, it's just generations, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Right. I'm young right now, so you find that, you know. Same. Um, you know, I'm really up to date with West was current in the streets, you know what I mean? Ziggy's older, you know what I mean? And you know, so he's really, he has come into his own, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you know what I mean, when you hear Ziggy's songs and the way he writes his music and it's very spiritual, you know what I mean? It's a very meditative vibe, you know? So you know that he's really, he's really in himself, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, same. Well um as much as I love still searching for uh, for me it was actually the b-side of that 7-inch that really hit me first the more justice and uh I've yeah. got I've got to say that um me and all my crew down here Chant Down Sound we rated that as the best song of 2001 in our and, uh, annual countdown um that's and, yes I and that that's both from a radio perspective as well as the live sound system perspective that tune just slays every time
0: yeah. um Funnily, not the culture, but the rhythm from that song is originally a Ziggy Marley rhythm. Really? From Ziggy Marley's Justice, yeah. Same. Party album. Yeah. So you see, it's a really you see? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I actually, because I know, um, I, I saw the Ziggy Mali. We don't get to see many concerts down here in Australia because nobody tours down here. But uh, my brother Andy Oitz has got a DVD of Ziggy Marley, and you come out actually on that and do more justice after he does justice yeah. on that and that's 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 going back to about 1999 so you must have been doing that song for uh, for quite a while now
0: yeah yeah man
2: wicked well do you you have any personal favorites from the uh, personal favorite tunes from the album
0: no not really um I think that you have some songs that are important Uh, maybe if you could listen to one song on the album I'd say listen to it was written right you know what I mean but I don't really favor any song over there yeah Before the earth, and did you know my eyes are windows to the world? Did you know you can't go as I And no, no, we are cherry girls, can't tell the boys from the girls. Your body's just a vehicle transporting your soul. It's what's inside of people, it's beauty to be whole. Fear not of evil.
2: So there's, there's a lyric in, uh, in It Was Written that um, some people have been talking about quite a lot on the internet lately, about you can't go to Zion and wear jerry curls. Can you um, mm-hmm. explain that lyric for us a little bit?
0: Well, it's not really so much the focus on the jerry curl, but more the focus on the pollution um, of, you know, altering your body. You, right. mean like how, you know what I mean? Like breast implants, um, plastic surgery, Does that whole cosmetic lifestyle you know, yeah. is what it's really against. We're you know in certain situations you know you have transvestites you have you know what I mean
2: mm, yeah and A kind
0: of, of of pollution you know what I mean and that yeah that that that's not accepted in Zion
2: mm, talking about the bleaching of people bleaching their face to make it less black or yes. that's nonsense yes. uh, another lyric I love in there is um, yeah. About the Chris Nike boot, it seems like a lot of a lot of yous get caught up in the fashion and um, you know wasting money on stuff where they could be spending their money on much better uh, much better stuff, you know, than Nike true. boots. Or true, true. Well, there's a yeah. There's another lyric um, I really like on uh, I think it's Halfway Tree itself where you say me burn out all material objects with a rust clutch gold chain round me neck. Can yeah. can you ex- can you explain that one for us?
0: Well, what it really is, it means is, uh, you know what I mean, we burn, we burn the world, you could have a the objects, but we're still with a overstanding, you know what I mean? Right. And that is not to say that you can't wear a gold ring or you can't wear Nike shoes. But the thing is, how, will you, how far will you go to achieve a Nike?
2: Right. How
0: far will you go to achieve a gold ring or a gold chain? You understand?
2: Same. Right. Same. So
0: we know that material objects really carry no power or no life or no value. Right.
2: Those
0: material objects, you know?
2: Yeah, same. Yeah. Well um there's there's one thing I wanted to ask there there seems um you know there's a something of a contradiction in reggae when you get militant very militant artists um burning fire upon Babylon but then still going out of their way to get Babylon's dollars I and mean, it has come in for a bit of criticism for um for being so anti-Babylon but still you know targeting the American market with albums and so on what do you think about that sort of criticism
0: Well um Dollars, I said. dollars is Babylon. Right. I mean Babylon is a mind state of the people. Right. You understand? And you know, as gang say, you know, we play music and if money come comes from music, money comes from music, you know what I mean? Right. In in the society today, you know that money is needed for for survive on certain levels unless you're going to go into the wilderness and do your own cultivation and farming. You understand what I with? So at the same time we do we need money. You understand me, I say?
2: Yeah. Scene.
0: But again, it still goes to like what I was saying earlier. How far will you go for
2: money? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, my attitude has always been if you can if you can get the money doing up for works and then put that money to better use in other areas. And I know you um, be checking out for um, a lot of different people and and putting money into areas that really deserve that money. Yeah. Then uh, you know that's worthwhile, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, man, definitely.
2: So, um, how do you actually go about writing your songs, Damien?
0: Writing my songs and I just write the songs, you know what I mean? It's just you know all the inspiration hits. There's no
2: There's no one way, you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) I don't really the songs or songs that you know. Hey, sorry, Damien, Damien. Sorry, man, didn't mean to cut you off, but that all dropped out. I think we lost the connection there for a second. Could you Could you repeat that, please?
0: (laughs) Not that some of the songs I wrote in the studio while the rhythm was being played. Right. Some of the songs, some the songs were out certain verses, like, years before. You know what I mean, Right, I had just one verse, uh, you know what I mean? Right. song kind of has its own
2: story. Right. You know, so, yeah. Well, apart from from your father, who I assume has had a a big influence on your your work, what other artists have been an influence on your work? Out of my brothers,
0: you know what I mean, Out of my sisters. Right. You know, definitely, As a very big influence, you know. Um, also, you know, you know, I said the dancehall artists have had the most influence on me, you know what I mean. Right. Super ranks, Ninja Man, Super Cat, Peter Metro, you know what I mean. Uh, coming up, you know what I mean, Bounty Killer, time you know. Yeah. Um, we, But we listen to a, a wide variety of music still, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, you can even, even we like Shady, we like, you know what I mean, James Brown, we like Ray Charles, you know what I mean? Right. So we listen
2: to the part, you know, music Yeah. Right. Well, what do you think about the state of reggae music today? The
0: state of reggae music today? Yeah. Well, um, in
2: terms of... Well, I guess in terms of where the music's heading. I mean, it seems like in the, the 90s, cultural reggae started to come back in, but it was sort of missing for a long time there. And uh, the messages that are coming out in the music today.
0: No, I think the music is on a rise again. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, if you listen to hip hop, you hear a whole heap of reggae and dancehall influences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with like the half beat drums and what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no doubt recently. You know what I mean? Did a dancehall track featuring Bounty Killer. Yep. Yeah. You know? So I think I think reggae is on the rise. You know what I mean? Forward once again.
2: You know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Well, um, you just mentioned your brothers uh, just a minute ago, and I know that they were recently busted for Herb in Miami. Um, and as a Rasta and a Herb smoker yourself, how do you feel about the fact that Herb is still illegal?
0: Herb is still illegal. Well, you know, there's many, I think there's many reasons you know, why Herb is still illegal, you know? Mm. Herb is good for, you know? So many things. Otherwise, I'm even just smoking. Herb can make fuel for your car. Herb can make the paper what have you, you know what I mean? Mm. Food, but at the same time, herb is illegal, you know what I mean? But that's, that's you know, governmental issues and, and issues to deal with economies and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who really benefits from the smuggling of herb and all those things, you know? Everybody knows that Rastas use herb and Rastas smoke herbs, so you know what I mean? Really and truly, them know that any time they want to find somebody with herb, them can check a Rasta. you know? Mm.
2: I, I get the feeling that a lot of people fight down herb because it opens your mind to a different sort of consciousness and stops you focusing on dollars and all Babylon's sort of yeah. Uh, pollution.
0: Yeah, as Gang as said in an interview once, you know, if we all smoke herb, we all feel the same way, and they don't want us to all to feel the same way you yeah. know what I mean? about things. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, so uh, what, what do you have planned for the future, Damien?
0: Well, right now Steve and Julian are in Miami working on Julian's new album, you know. Right. Starting to work on Steve's album also. Um right now we're doing a few remixes from some of the tracks off of my album. You know, so okay. working, you know, Daddy Gunn we started to get a huge crew, you know, starting to work on his album also. So, you know, we have a couple of things going.
2: Right. All right. Well we're um, we're running out of time, Damien, but do you have any parting messages for the Australian Massive down under?
0: Yeah man, you know give thanks to all the Australians, Rastafari bless and guide and protect. You know this is DM Junior Gong
2: talking to you. Blessed. Yes I. All right, Junior Gong. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on Chant Down Babylon. All right, yeah. wicked. Hey Damien, before you go, would it be possible to um, to get you to record a quick uh, ID or jingle or something over the phone for the show? Yeah man. Wicked. Um, so yeah, my name is Jesse I. Um, that's I uh, DJ Jesse I, and the show is called Chant Down Babylon. All right. Um, Tell me when you're ready. Yeah, we're well, recording. So anytime you're ready.
0: You them balling out. You they get to you them balling out. Chat down Babylon them balling out. Yes, so I Jesse I them balling out. Now a gang you don't know you're in tune to the Chat Down Babylon program here with Jesse I. You're in a sh- rasta live
2: wicked wicked we got a um we got a beep in there off the phone if you could try it one more time and that way if there's a beep i can sort of patch them together and make sure i don't have that beep in the middle
0: all right scene wicked wicked
2: wicked that's fantastic, Damien. And uh, just one more thing before we go, I wanted to ask: Do you ever record dub plates for any sound systems or anything like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, because um, we've just started a, with the only sound in uh, in Melbourne here, Chant Down Sound. Yeah. So we'd be. Um, what sort of what sort of uh, prices or whatever do you sort of normally go at? Well, it, it depends on which tune
0: you want, still, and you
2: know. It'd have to be more justice, I reckon. You know, it's, a, it's the biggest tune for all of us down here.
0: Like a grand. Right. you know we can work
2: on something cool yeah well we're, we're just uh we're just a young sound we're all in the 20s so we've got to save up i'm going to be heading to the states probably yeah. towards the end of the year so maybe i'll get in touch when the finances have filled up a bit more you know
0: no man that's what I'm saying we can work on something because you don't know australian
2: vibes wicked and have you have you ever thought about touring down here damien
0: yeah actually yeah
2: cool oh. Because we're um because I'm I'm trying to help. There's there's only a couple of promoters here in Melbourne. but I'm trying to encourage them to get more reggae acts down here. So I'll, I'm gonna try and push to um to try and get to and try and get some finance and bring you guys down here. So try to keep the link strong. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Damien. It's been been brilliant to speak to you. And a real honor, like I said. I really appreciate it. Blessed. And uh yeah, we'll make the people know down here. Wicked. Hi. All right. Give thanks. All right. Take care. See
0: you, Damien.
1: Damien Marley speaking to me there back in 2002. Listening back to this over 20 years later, I got a kick out of the dub plate question at the end there after the interview. I was often angling for cheap dub plates, but I think Damien's opening figure of $1,000 was so high that I just totally gave up, even though he did say we could work something out. In retrospect, maybe I should have pursued it a little bit more. He did sound pretty cool about it. That's it for another episode. Thanks as always to the Patreon supporters, the Don Armageddon Time, the Real General Empress Irie, me Idrin's Tom Tanakey, and me Chargy DJ Publito. If you'd like to help support the podcast and help it keep going, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Jesse underscore I underscore interviews for as little as a couple bucks a month. Thanks for listening. Eyes is every time.